Unfortunately, so many people will either be terrified to choose a niche to begin with, they'll say stuck spinning their wheels, or they'll want to change it up because they have a million different ideas. You have to be someone who is able to focus on one thing and see it through and give it a fair chance before you switch directions. Somebody who switches directions constantly is gonna find themselves in the same place. So you have to have an element of decisiveness. What I've seen with freelancers specifically is that they, they get a lot of, they love saying like, well, listen, I'm just not someone who can do one thing. I love a million things and you're not gonna box me in. And that gives them like a sense of accomplishment to rebel against the niche concept, but then they don't get where they wanna be financially. So. I understand getting bored with stuff because I'm like that too. I like to, you know, always be learning something new, but a skill that I've honed is the ability to stop getting distracted and just focus on one thing. Because when we keep going from new thing to new thing to new thing, we get this dopamine hit, we get this high of like, this is so exciting, this is new. And I get that because I'm like that too. I get really amped up on new stuff. But I've had to train myself to say, okay, now the passion and the excitement has died down. Now passion and motivation isn't carrying me. So something else is going to have to carry me. And that's actually hunkering down and focusing and, and pulling through and staying consistent, even though it might not be sexy and exciting and fun, right? Like anyone who's been in a long-term relationship will tell you that. If you keep trying to chase the high of the beginning of the relationship, you're gonna have 8 million partners because it always has to say new. There's a certain time when something is new and exciting and the motivation is really amping you up, but that always fades when you get used to something. And then something else has to drive you and that's staying power, that's consistency, that's discipline. No one's giving themselves a chance to get really good at something because they keep chasing after so many shiny objects. We have to stop that how to know if freelancing is really for you. I have a few key indicators and this is what I've learned from mentoring freelance writers about the mindset that I was in when I first became a freelance writer. So here is the first sign. You are incredibly driven to be self-employed. That's the first one. So much to the point where you're willing to maybe work harder or be more uncomfortable than somebody who is at a nine to five job or a traditional job. That is the first indicator. You're incredibly driven by just the thought of self-employment. Maybe you don't know how you're gonna get there or if you're capable, but that has been your dream. And you have to understand that that makes you a little bit different because not everybody has that dream. There's some people who love the structure and the environment of working a traditional job and they would go crazy without that structure. So understand that that sets you apart. You are different. You are wired differently, okay? Because sometimes it's easy to get in our heads and say, well, yeah, of course, everybody wants to be self-employed. No, they don't. You have this desire for a reason and you need to stop discounting it. Number two, and this is huge, and this is a big key factor, is you are not a dabbler. You want to be a freelancer. You want to be self-employed but you're not a dabbler. A dabbler is somebody who just goes into something saying, 
this seems cool, maybe I'll try it out, but if it gets tough or uncomfortable, then I'm out. That's the main difference between people who become full-time freelance and make a good income and they learn the steps and they succeed is that they made a conscious choice and a decision that they weren't going to be a dabbler. They weren't going to be someone who just tries this halfway or half-assed. And I'll give you a prime example. And I tell this story in one of my YouTube videos, but two apartments ago, I met a girl when I was walking my dog who lived in my building, and I'll never forget, we got to talking about what we do for a living. I was in sales at the time, working full time, and she was in marketing for like a payments processing company. And I told her, I'm interested in this freelance writing thing. And she was like, oh, well, I do that. I'm a freelance writer. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I have I had never met someone who did that in person before. So I was like, tell me all about that. And she was like, don't bother. You can't make any money doing this. And I actually let the idea drop and didn't really reapproach freelance writing or give it a chance because I had finally gotten that confirmation from someone that it wasn't possible. However, she was working full time in her marketing role and just doing some freelance articles on the side that were super low paid. So if you ask a dabbler whether or not you should do something and they say, don't worry, I tried that, it didn't work. Well, it's because they didn't give it their all. They didn't go all in. They dabbled. And now you're taking advice from someone who's dabbling. So please, if you're going to go into this, I would say be fully committed and give it your all to even see if it's possible because you're not going to see if it's possible if you're just halfway in with one foot in one foot out right the other sign this is number three is that you're not in debt and you're not looking for a get rich quick scheme now obviously it's okay if you're in some debt it's not like oh my god if you're in debt you can't do this if you are financially desperate however i will say this it's going to be really hard to get the higher paying freelance clients and I'll tell you why. You have to have an energy of what some people would call abundance. I call it the take it or leave it mentality. When I first started out as a freelancer, the reason why I never got stuck with those lower paying clients was because when I did get on calls and when I did get those opportunities, if it was not up to par and they weren't willing to pay my rates, I walked away. I would say, okay, they seemed cool. I'm disappointed. They don't have the budget and I'm going to move on and find someone who does. And that's where freelancers get stuck. That is the biggest mistake they always make is that they're, they are what I call prisoners of hope. That was a term we used to use in sales. It's like you put all of your eggs in one basket. You have all of your hopes and dreams and everything wrapped up into this one client and this one call. And then now you're willing to do anything to make it work, including dropping your rates and your standards, which is not good. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is go in with the mindset of, I have so many opportunities coming my way that if it doesn't work out on this call, this was just a learning experience and I'm going to move on. It's a mindset. It doesn't have to be fact. And something I did when I first started out was that I had a little savings account. And every time I was desperate or or I felt tempted to lower my rates just for the sake of getting the client, I would look at that number and it wasn't much. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't even like probably three months of living expenses, but it was something. It was something. And I would look at that little bank account in my Mint app and I would say, you know what? 
if I have to wait a little bit longer, I don't have to take this client because I can pay my bills for at least a few more weeks until I find someone, right? So you're going in, that was something I needed to do back then. Nowadays, I feel like I've gotten really used to that mindset and I can literally just say, that wasn't for me. There's more opportunities coming to me. And that's with anything, whether it's job opportunities, relationships, any opportunity when you are too invested and you have that energy of desperation and you don't get in that abundance mindset of knowing that you have options, the energy and, and like people can sense the, I hate to say this word because it sounds harsh, but they can sense the desperation and you never want to be giving off that vibe in any exchange with another person, whether it's business or personal. So again, do not be desperate. Do not be looking for get rich quick. If you are in a rush and this needs to work now or you're going to be evicted now on the street, it's a really bad place to start any venture. You want to go in with the mindset of like, hey, I'm comfortable taking a chance and a risk with this because I know worst case scenario, I can figure this out. And for me personally, other than that bank account trick that I just told you about, something I used to tell myself when I first started freelancing, because I had no one guiding me. I was It was me and YouTube figuring this out. But I said to myself, worst case scenario, I will go back to my sales job. I don't want to. It's going to make me want to like jump off a cliff because I hate it. But I'm not going to be destitute. I'll go back into a sales job. I'll get a job and I'll start over. So you have to just like really envision those worst case scenarios. Put yourself there and then give yourself the confidence to keep going. If you want to be a full-time freelance writer, something that you will know if this is right for you is if you like writing or you know how to write. Now, whether how people feel about writing when they're freelancers varies, right? I mean, some people absolutely love it. Other people are like, well, it's just something I'm good at. Other people are like, well, I never even consider myself that good at writing. Everybody comes to this with such a different relationship to writing. I don't think I'm the best writer. I think I'm good at marketing and selling and connecting with clients, okay? And what you'll learn about copywriting and content writing, writing for the internet and writing to be understood is much different from like the art of writing. That's why it's like everybody says, go read Stephen King's on writing. It's like, well, we're not writing a novel and I don't really even consider what I do like an art form. It's marketing, right? So you don't need to be the best writer, but you need to be confident in your ability to learn. How well can you look at something and emulate it? If you learn a marketing technique and let's say, you know, you're looking at this copywriting course and it says problem agitate solution. This is the PAS copywriting solution. And here's what to do. Are you willing to learn what problem agitate solution means? If so, you like learning and you're going to like learning about copywriting. I find that people that are more interested in psychology, persuasion, sales, personal development, those are the people that really enjoy freelance writing, not so much the ones that are like, oh, the pen and my poetry. Like, it's really not that deep. Someone said, I missed the beginning. What bank account trick? So I was talking about the bank account trick, which is when I would be on a call with a client and they'd be giving me an opportunity, but it wasn't my rates. They were lowballing me or they were haggling me down. My trick for not taking that opportunity was to look at my meager savings account and say, you know what, I can get by for a little bit more 
and can pay my bills with my savings account rather than taking this low paying client that's just gonna piss me off, right? So that's the bank account trick is if you have a, even if it's like a meager savings, if you could focus in and say, hmm, I can probably survive for a couple more weeks by not, and I don't have to take this client that's lowballing me, you're gonna save yourself so much time and energy because working for too little really ruins it for so many freelancers. It it puts a bad taste in your mouth and it makes you feel a little bit bitter and you just never wanna be in that energy exchange with another person. If you're working for somebody, you wanna really like working for them, you wanna like them as a person, you wanna be happy with what they're compensating you with and you want that nice exchange energetically. Yes, thank you, self-respect, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So I talked about liking writing. Here's another thing. You need to be a self-starter. You need to be resourceful. And you don't, I would say if you're somebody who requires a ton of hand-holding guidance and supervision, it's going to be a little tough for you because we just are not going to have that as freelancers, right? I notice in my course, the students who are like the figure it out types will take the information that I'm teaching and they'll run with it. They'll mold it into what they need to do. They'll look up the answers to what they need. The key word, the operative word here is resourcefulness because when you're working for clients, they're going to ask you to do things that you don't know how to do and you're going to have to you're going to have to figure it out yourself. Now, a good a good client is always going to help you and lay out structure for you, but for the most part, unfortunately, they're going to expect you as an expert and a consultant to come in with your own answers, ideas. You want to be a freelancer who brings ideas to the table and you're an asset to them. And that's really going to be the main difference between the writers that survive what's going on right now with the recession and AI. It's a slow time for everyone, so, so don't worry if it's slow for you. It's slow for a lot of writers right now, but ultimately when we're out of this sticky spot, you're going to see that the writing opportunities might get smaller, but the ones who become an expert and a consultant and offer a lot of value to their freelance clients are not only going to survive, but they're going to thrive and they're going to soar. So you need to be resourceful. Okay. Empathy. Okay, this is really, really key. And that this goes back to what I was saying before with people do well as freelance writers, content writers, copywriters, when they are empathetic and when they're interested in psychology and persuasion and understanding people. I think the biggest the biggest issue that a lot of freelancers have is that especially when you're just starting out and all of it feels so new to you, you don't understand the, the role you're playing and the value you provide for your client. So it just feels really difficult to be in this relationship. You feel like you're being assigned things that you don't know what to do. You feel like you don't, you know, you never know the next step. If you really want to understand how to be a good freelancer and, and have these clients value you, it's for you to put yourself in their shoes, being a highly empathetic person, understanding what their job is, what their business goals are, what is their goal. And, and if you can put yourself in their shoes, only then can you realize what you can do to help them. And that's the biggest, I would say, misconception or like conundrum or it's that you're wondering, well, how can I do my job? How can I be a good freelancer? How can I make this client think that I'm qualified? Instead of being focused on you and your insecurities and how you're gonna come across, 
completely look at what the client needs from you and how you can be of value to them. And I promise you, that's going to mean the most to them. Not how good you are, not how experienced you are, not how impressive you are. They really don't care about any of that stuff. And that's why copywriters get caught and anyone, writers, freelancers, they always get caught in the thing like, I just need more courses. I just need more certifications. I just need to feel more expert enough. What if it's not about you? What if it's about getting into the client's shoes and being of service to them? Because that's really what we are. We're service providers. We are helping our clients achieve their goals. And if we were to put ourselves aside for a moment and just say, what can I do to help this person? That That's how you become invaluable. That's how you become a freelancer that works for their clients month after month after month because they don't want to let you go because they feel like they're getting help from you. You're an asset to them. You're a resource for them. So again, have empathy and put yourself in the client's shoes. Now, that segues really well into the next one, which is understanding basic business principles or at least being willing to learn. Here's the other problem with freelancers. We go into this thinking it's about writing. Yes, it's about writing, but it's about persuasion and sales. The key goal, your key purpose as a writer is literally to write things that create revenue and income or even just clicks, whatever the the call to action is, whatever the conversion goal is. Your goal is to get the reader to take action. It's, It's a business transaction. It's not about writing poetry. It's not about being like the most wittiest this and that. It's did your writing result in a conversion or not? And that's going to be really under that's going to be really difficult to understand if you don't understand basic business principles. If you don't understand the basic operating functions of a business, what 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 generates sales in this business? What is the customer service aspect? What is the marketing aspect? Just getting those very, very basic operating principles of a business. And by the way, I definitely did not have a background. I was your standard English liberal arts majors major without a clue. Okay, they don't teach you anything about business. And even the marketing department in my college was completely on the business side. Like my college was split into you're either a liberal arts major or you are a business student. And marketing was all on the business side. And I was an English major that had nothing to do with any of it. I learned business basics from being in sales, but there's so many books that lay it out so simply so you can understand all the different parts of a business. The One Page Marketing Plan by Alan Dibb is the best, most succinct way for you to understand as a copywriter how your client's business functions. And once you understand how they make money and what their core functions are, then you can write powerful copy for them. Then you can write content for them. When you understand what they're trying to do, then you can really your job becomes so much easier not sitting there being like how am i am i I doing a good job are they happy with it no you're like this either served its purpose for the client or not okay so you're helping them reach their marketing goals and you need to have a basic understanding of marketing and sales and business a very basic very very basic understanding the next thing is your willingness to get on a call with a client even if it's out of your comfort zone and even if calls terrify you So unfortunately, there's been so much hype around copywriting, freelance, freelancing, content writing, 
being self-employed and somebody went out there and told a lie that this was going to be like a sit on your ass and make money situation that you were going to like open your laptop and money was going to come flowing out of it because you decided to be a freelancer and then when freelancers really dig in and see what's required they just like shit their pants and run away and that's the problem you have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone get on a call with clients maybe have some awkward uncomfortable train wreck calls because i've had them too and speak to somebody because nobody is going to give you thousands of dollars per month without having a face-to-face interaction with you i'm sorry most copywriters freelancers they understand the pitching part and they'll do business over email it does not give you that it does not give you any staying power with the client unfortunately you become super vulnerable and super exposed to being replaced if you are doing business primarily over email or over the dms it's not personal no connection is made even if they do give you that chance it is not going to be for a high amount of money and it's not going to be for long term you have to be a human being right now especially with ai if you want to distinguish yourself from ai get on a call with a client look them in the eye and talk to them and immediately you will give yourself some staying power and i have a lot of free resources on how to get on calls with clients because that is my specialty i was in sales and i will tell you this it's a learned skill don't think like oh well i've never done anything like this trust me you can learn because myself as an inside sales rep and even the other people out there who have done customer service jobs Nobody was born, no one came out of the womb and dropped out of their mother's, you know, womb (laughs) knowing how to be polite to a customer, how to listen. These are learned skills. You don't have to be Mr. Personality, Mr. Used Car Salesman, all of that stuff. You can learn how to speak to somebody. There's so many free resources out there, okay? Even like just something simple like how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Start there. That was probably like my first communications personal development type book so you don't have to be naturally personable i'm extremely introverted the people in my course are the trend towards introversion you don't have to be super outgoing but you need to be willing to get a little bit uncomfortable and turn it on just so you can get the job and then you can continue to write and be introverted and do what i do which is like never leave the house like a hermit so (laughs) Here's the other thing, okay, number nine. I have like 11 tips here. We're almost to the end. So thanks for sticking with me, everyone, here. You are decisive enough, okay, decisive enough to settle on a niche and not change directions every seven days when things are not popping off, okay? That's the biggest issue I see specifically with my course because I'm someone who teaches the importance and value of choosing a niche to you know really become hyper targeted in your in your outreach to become an expert in one area and really brand yourself powerfully it's to choose a niche unfortunately so many people will either be terrified to choose a niche to begin with they'll say stuck spinning their wheels or they'll want to change it up because they have a million different ideas you have to be someone who is able to focus on one thing and see it through and give it a fair chance before you switch directions. Somebody who switches directions constantly is going to find themselves in the same place. So you have to have an element of decisiveness. And what I've seen with 
freelancers specifically is that they, they get a lot of they love saying like, well, listen, I'm just not someone who can do one thing. I love a million things and you're not going to box me in. And that gives them like a sense of accomplishment to like rebel against the niche concept, but then they don't get where they want to be financially. So I understand getting bored with stuff because I'm like that too. I like to, you know, always be learning something new. But a skill that I've honed is the ability to stop getting distracted and just focus on one thing. Because when we keep going from new thing to new thing to new thing, we get like this dopamine hit. We get this high of like, this is so exciting. This is new. And I get that because I'm like that too. I get really amped up on new stuff. But I've had to train myself to say, okay, now the passion and the excitement has died down. Now passion and motivation isn't carrying me. So something else is going to have to carry me. And that's actually hunkering down and focusing and, and pulling through and staying consistent, even though it might not be sexy and exciting and fun, right? Like anyone who's been in a long-term relationship will tell you that. If you keep trying to chase the high of the beginning of the relationship, you're gonna have 8 million partners because it always has to say new. There's a certain time when something is new and exciting and the motivation is really amping you up, but that always fades when you get used to something. And then something else has to drive you and that's motivation, that's staying power, that's consistency, that's discipline. So have something, like once it's not exciting and fun anymore, you gotta tap into the discipline and say, no, 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 I'm not changing directions. I'm going to stick with this. And if I master this and only when I master this, then I can move on to something else because I know I'll be able to master that too. There's that book. It's called, is it Deep Work by Cal Newport? It, it's like getting really good at something. Just like nobody's giving them the chance. No one's giving themselves the chance to get really good at something because they keep chasing after so many shiny objects. We have to stop that. And that goes into persistence and consistency. I think this will be huge for you. Having a can-do attitude. And before you sign off, because you're like, that's so corny, a can-do attitude, just know that to me, a can-do attitude means that you look at other people who are succeeding at this and say, if they can do it, why not me? Let that sink in for a minute. Like, look at somebody who's doing what you want to be doing. Are you able to look at them and say, why not me? And I think that's why a lot of people follow me on YouTube, even though my <laughs> videos are low quality, because it. I think I show people that you don't really need to be something incredible to make a full-time living and be self-employed. You don't need to be supernatural. You don't need to be super talented. You don't need to be you know, have these amazing testimonials and portfolio pieces to succeed as a writer. You don't need any of that. You have to look at certain people and say, if they could do it, maybe I can do this too. Like, why not me? Ask yourself that. Why not me? Like, I remember when I signed up for a course to learn how to create my digital course, 30 Days to Paid, I learned from a woman named Amy Porterfield. And she has a course called Digital Course Academy. And one of the testimonials she shared was that some woman created a course of a digital course teaching people how to how to do dipped apples, how to dip 
apples and caramel. You know those like apples that people eat at fairs and carnivals? And she made like multiple, multiple thousands of dollars, had this crazy profitable digital course business teaching people how to do caramel dipped apples. And I looked at that and I'm like, if, if she can make this money online doing caramel dipped apples, I'm pretty sure that's possible for me too. So I want you to go and find those people online that are doing what you want to do and look at them and say, if she can do it, I can do it too. Now, if you're watching this, you're probably interested in becoming a freelance copywriter, but you don't know where to start. I recommend this video here, which is making your first $1,000 as a writer. I lay out the steps and this video might be my most viewed video. So I think it's resonating with people. Give it a watch, comment down below and tell me what you think of it, but it should give you more clarity about how to get started on this journey. Hope it helps.